Yo, I'm Will Blackman. This is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. On today's Underdog episode, we'll break down the conference championship games and dig into the best ways you can win some cash. So stick around. This show is brought to you by WinBet. The conference championship games are coming in hot, so there is no better time to get in the action. Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. WinBet offers tons of unique markets. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1 win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, term and conditions at WinBet.com, must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And as we always do, bring in my dog, Lamb, Nick Diaz. What is the word? Man, I got to pull the curtain back on you, Will. You are getting golf clap with these ad reads, just crushing them one take. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's going on, man? Man, I'm good. I actually, I just got back from Sacramento. I took a, um, I did a quick day trip. There was a, a it's called a Unified Wine Symposium. And I had to huh. speak on a panel. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like, that's that's my world now. I know I talk sports and football and social media, but my world is probably probably 95% wine. So it was pretty wild. Um, but no, but I saw, I, I do get up and I still watch all my shows. Speaking of Get Up, I was watching Get Up in First Take. And I thought something interesting. I know, you know, with Sean Payton stepping down, everyone is like, you know, Oh, Dallas. Oh, he can go here, here. Maybe he's just stepping down, stepping away because he's tired. Maybe he's looking at the cap and the quarterback situation. He's like, yo, I'm not <laughs> doing this. I am not doing this again. But Marcus Marcus Spears said something really interesting about Sean Payton at Dallas. He said that if Sean Payton goes to Dallas, he thinks that Jerry Jones will get out of the way. If Jerry Jones gets out of the way, that might be that might be the thing. It, it's interesting because he um, Dallas has had you know different head coaches, and I feel like the only person that really challenged him was Jimmy Johnson. I mean, that's why Jimmy Johnson left is because they were at odds, you know, in terms of control. And it's almost like he's. He's a great businessman. He's a good GM, but I think he just needs to like step back and like I just I just feel like the coaches that he has just are afraid to like challenge him because it's such a prestigious job. Um it's almost it's almost like it's almost like, you know, the the person who's who's really successful and they're they're good at whatever it is and they're in their 40s and they've had several maybe several marriages or several relationships <laughs> and it's like man i just can't find anybody <laughs> it's like maybe it's you <laughs> you're, you're not, I mean, <laughs> dude i say the same thing the maybe it's you analogy of james harden right like james harden has been on multiple different teams with superstars right you're talking about like all nba guys mvps right. different like, coaches. why can't he get it done and then, and then he's always blaming someone else. It's Dwight wasn't the same. Uh, Russ didn't work. Chris Paul didn't work. Like and yesterday, he was point, like, we, he, "Like yesterday, he's like, we weren't healthy. You know, we don't have. We weren't guys. healthy. And now there's some reports coming out of New York and the Brooklyn area that Harden might be, you know, checked out. He, this isn't what he signed up he's for. Being test the free agency. One. 
So at, at some point, it's like, hey, man, maybe it's you because the common theme in all of this is James Harden. Like what you're saying, some of the struggles with the Cowboys, the common theme has been Jerry Jones and and wanting to be involved with everything. And, you know, like you said, he's he's a billionaire. He's everything he's touched has turned into gold. So sometimes you're like too close. What's that analogy? Well, you're too close to the elephant to realize just how big it is. No, that's idea. the kind of thing. Maybe no one knows that analogy. I don't. <laughs> yeah, everything he touches the gold, but too bad the Cowboys colors are silver. Let's Ooh, keep it that way, man. You know, no, 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 no issues on this side. Like, run the team, Jerry. You're doing great. All right, man. Let's let's get into the the uh, championship game preview, man. So, uh, game one. By the way, I'm really excited for these championship games. But game one is is interesting man it's the Bengals are plus seven at kansas city and this one could be another situation where it could be some crazy fireworks um 65 of the tickets are coming in on the chiefs but guys 80 percent of the money is coming in on cincinnati that is super super gnarly now something interesting uh Joe Burrow talking this week saying that he's like, he's not worried about the noise in Kansas city. He said, because the sec games are are way louder. And my good buddy, um, Lawrence Tynes kicker. I think he got drafted or he got, he was signed by the chiefs first, I believe before he went to the giants. And he was like, he's going to be in for a rude awakening because it's loud in Kansas city. Now it is loud. It is very loud in Kansas city. It is. I think they have the, the, they're recorded the loudest stadium in the NFL. But I think there's a difference between loud and hostile. Mm. Like there's a huge difference because, yes, Kansas City is very, very loud. But I remember playing in New Orleans, and New Orleans is nuts. It is absolutely nuts. They're like right there on you. They're mean to every. They're mean to the away team. They were mean to my wife. They were mean to my in laws. They were mean to everybody, and they're just absolutely crazy. And then they play that. Oh It's like nuts. It's just absolutely crazy. You're like, what is going on? Philly is another place where it's crazy, and they don't like anybody. So it's not necessarily like how loud it is. It is crazy. And then even when Seattle was recorded as a loud stadium, that place was pretty hostile because they took on the personality of the Legion of Boom. So everybody was just nuts with that. When I look at it, I look at college football, like it's the fan connection in college football is very different than the fan connection in the NFL because it is way more personal because you mm. are you, you're an alumni. So you're already invested. You were at the school. You are personally connected to the school. You're either a booster. You give money. You're an alumni, you know, or, or whatever. Or you're just a, a local person who you don't have a favorite NFL team. You have a college team. So it is way more crazy. You see way more people upset and sad at these games than you do at professional sports games. I remember I remember playing at, at BC, and uh, obviously BC was not a big college town, but I was so excited when I got drafted to Green Bay because I was like, gosh, that's as close to a college feel I'm going to get. I used to be so envious of the college teams who had that big crowd you know i remember i remember playing at penn state and it was a hundred thousand people there like not exaggerating one hundred thousand people at this game um and it's 
And plus, in the SEC, it's like every single week you're you're getting action. So I hear what Joe Burrow was saying. He's like, he's not worried about the noise. He said it's it's louder and it's more crazy. So yes, I think there's a difference between hostile and loud. You know, so that's that's so 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 after saying that, I this this Bengals team is they're going to be extremely comfortable going into Kansas City to play football. Um, I mean, they're. Their tradition with the Jordan cigars after the game, that might be something for them, you know, and their their cigars might be like the like the Umberto's pizza for us, on the New York Giants, you know. Uh, so this is interesting. I think I really believe that. I believe that Joe Mixon is going to have to have a massive game. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be a situation where, like, if they go shot for shot and him and Joe Burrow and um, Patrick Mahomes are going back and forth throwing the football, I think, like last time, Patrick Mahomes will will get the last laugh, you know, like he did versus Buffalo. I think Joe Mixon can be really huge. I'm thinking, like, he's going to have to have north of 175, maybe 180 total yards himself. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, I think he's going to have to have a massive – because if he's doing that, then that means Kansas City's. I mean, that means Kansas City's offense is not on the field, mm. you know. And if there's anything that they have struggled with, is right. They do have a, a, a younger secondary. Um, it was huge when you know Honey Badger went down with like a you know some head symptoms, um, and he'll be or he'll be back up and ready to go this week. So there was some miscommunication in the back end, but also you know Mixon's able to run the ball super effectively. So, but. Sometimes a team is just destined, you know, but sometimes a certain individual is destined and it showed you it showed you last week with the the Buffalo and Kansas City game that, yes, Josh Allen, you are a bona fide superstar and to be a bona fide superstar, you're going to have to get your heart broken once in a while (laughs) and Right now, that dude to break hearts is Patrick Mahomes, and it's super difficult. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, before we uh, dig into further, talk about some insights for this game and your thoughts. Well, Will, one thing that we saw last week were a a lot of those matchups were rematches from earlier in the season. And you brought up a good point that resonated with me with the breakdown is some of those matchups were in week four, week five. Right, like the Rams and Bucks played in week three, the the Bills and the Chiefs played in week five. The Bengals and the Chiefs just played in the same month, right? They played in week right. 17. Is that any different? Like how close you've just played an opponent as opposed to months ago? Because months ago, so much has happened, right? Right. So how is that any different as far as like preparing for a game or in, in like analysis, I would say. Um, I mean, or as a player too, like your experience, it, playing someone that you played in September, and then playing them again in the playoffs after just playing them what three weeks ago did the Bengals and Chiefs play? Well, I know, and not just three weeks ago, but Joe Burrow went bananas in that game, and I and mean. also that's the game where I feel like that was the statement game for the Bengals. Right. You're down. Yeah, you're at home, but you're down 28 to 13. The Chiefs do whatever they want on offense in that first half. And then Burrow throws for what was it? 446. 440, Chase puts up. Yep. 
yeah, Chase puts up over 250 yards. That was like the <laughs> yeah, that was like the coming out party for the Bengals as far as, all right, yeah, they've made noise. They've lit up some teams. But to me, that was the game where everyone was like, all right, there's some there's some really special stuff going on in Cincinnati. Well, they they are, but they also clinched the title. They clinched the NFC AFC North title in that game. And I mean, like you said, that was a statement. Um, but that was at Kansas, that was in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is obviously it's the conference championship game. So Kansas City has something to play for, but there's that extra that added motivation um, in terms of that. Like, like Cincinnati's coming in with tons of swagger. Kansas City is known for having their having all their tons of swagger. So this is this is, you know, and then everyone's talking about Burrow, what he's doing is Mahomes like, I'm still the dude. Everyone's talking about what Jamar Chase is doing, going berserk. And Tyreek is like, there's, there can only be one. <laughs> he tweeted out today. He said, there can only be one. Like, mm-hmm. he's still that dude. Like, I'm still capable of putting up a 200-yard game. Um, and so it's, 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 pretty, it's, just, it's pretty exciting because, like I said, there's, there's, something, there's something added for Kansas City. There's no pressure in terms of like, oh, you know, we, we beat them again. Now we got we to gotta beat them a, a second time. It's just Cincinnati. So this is going to be a fun game, man. Um, I, I, it's hard to look past what with um what Kansas City can possibly do. I will say this though. I think what what Buffalo is missing what Buffalo is missing is what Cincinnati has and that is a stud at running back. Mm. That is it is a stud because they yes, they put themselves in position to win that game plenty of times and they 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 should have won the game the whole week. We can talk about the whole 13 seconds, all that stuff. Um, but if Josh I, Singletary has done, he's done. He was serviceable for them this year. But if they have like a, you know, a dude like a Mixon, I think that is what can be the difference for them. Now, yes, he didn't. He only had like 46 yards last game, but he didn't really need to because Joe Burrow was throwing the football. I think he only missed nine passes. Um uh, that last game so man this is gonna be pretty wild but yeah go ahead sorry i just had to jump in there no nah, i like it i like it because you dropped a lot of gems there so the one thing that i find interesting about this one and why i think so many there's such a definitive split with the money and the tickets coming in is because mahomes has just been such a beast in the playoffs especially right like in his career at, against the spread it's not that dominant but in the playoffs it is in games in which he starts and finishes remember they didn't cover that line against the browns last year will in the playoffs because he got knocked out and then chad henny stepped in but they were covering at the time that he got knocked out he's only missed two games against the number in his career in the playoffs so that's why a lot of people were on the chiefs last year uh, last week i should say with buffalo with this one here when the chiefs are a touchdown favorite or more in his career, he's 13, 15, and 1 against the spread. It's a seven-point line here. And on the flip side, Joe Burrow this year, 5-1 and one as a road underdog, 9-5 and five career ATS. Piggybacking off what you said, it doesn't seem like his swagger and his demeanor, is gonna, the, the noise is going to bother him. We're going to have to wait and see about that. 
But I think the the craziest number, Will, is conference championship favorites of more than a field goal, which is what Kansas City is. They're 15 and 8 against the spread since 2004. And in which the rematch, right? We have a rematch now. Right. The favorite that lost the previous matchup in the regular season, the favorite is six and two against the number. So a lot of trends backing the Chiefs in this spot against the Bengals. Ha. Yeah, it's um I mean, I had the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl from day one, so I don't know if I could go against them on that. Uh, but I, I do, I can see this being a close game. Now, I also also mentioned everyone's like, oh, you know, he got hit, he got sacked, not not hit, he got sacked nine times last mm-hmm. week. You better believe that offensive line is is meeting and making sure they do everything to protect their their franchise. And so, I do not believe you'll see nine sacks this week because either either they they change it with plays, maybe they change it with play action. You know, but I'm pretty sure that that they're going to make sure they do the the their best job to protect Joe Burrow. Now, on the flip side, Kansas City is like salivating uh, Mm -hmm. because they believe they can get that type of pressure too. So it's going to be interesting, man. I I think uh, I think it's pretty wild. I mean, I'm not again. I'm not going to go against my initial pick, so I can't say that the. I'm not going to flip and say the Bengals are going to go, but I think the Bengals will definitely cover uh, and keep it close for sure. So I got Bengals covering. Wow. Interesting. It's, it's, it's hard going against Burrow, man. I just feel like, you know, they've played so it's many. It's hard going against Mahomes. Nah, I know. Yeah. Mahomes at home too, especially <laughs> in the playoffs. Like, so here's the thing. This is how uh, I'm seeing this game. I just think that, you know, the, the, the Bengals, they, Great story. No one expected them to be here. At the start of the season, they were 300 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And now their odds, they're 7 to 1, right? So just think about it. The fact that they're even here is crazy. I think the one thing that all teams in the AFC are going to have to realize is that as long as number 15 is on the Chiefs, it's going to go through them. And this is when he comes alive. These months, January, February. This is it. This is all that matters. I I don't think it's going to be a happy ending for the Bengals. I think it could get ugly. Uh, I think the Chiefs cover this game. And I think that offensive line is going to be an issue. And my boy Spags, I think he's going to dial up some blitzes. And if Mixon doesn't have the kind of game that you're projecting him to have or, or wanting him to have in order for the Bengals to keep this game close... I think it could get really ugly. I I think the Chiefs minus seven is where I'm leaning on this one. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is all that matters. It's kind of like Chiefs are at the point where they're just gonna get they're just getting through the season to get here. <laughs> like they're yeah. they're already designed for that. And you know the famous quote: "When it gets grim, be the grim reaper." Like this is what you want. Um, Don't you feel so like far, they've They've earned the right though to like kind of cruise through the regular season. I, I made this they I made did. this comparison I mean, to like those Warriors teams and the and the Cavs LeBron teams and even the Spurs going further back. Where yeah, it's not gonna look great on a Tuesday in Washington or a Wednesday in Toronto. 
And yeah, Mahomes in the offense might struggle Monday Night Football against the Giants in a game where you're like, how are the Giants keeping? But they're how supposed the to though. They're supposed to. They get everybody's best shot. Right. So that's the thing, right? They have the target on their back because this is the first time in NFL history that a conference championship game is played in the same venue four consecutive years. The Chiefs four have consecutive hosted years. a AFC title game four straight years. They're the alpha. So, yeah, I'm sorry if in October Mahomes has a two interception game, but you see it time and time again when the playoffs, when the lights are on, it's playoff time. He answers the phone every time. Anytime they make that call, he answers it. So, to me, I just think that there's still like levels and we've seen Burrow go at it, but I want to see it now where it's going to be a shootout, right? The first two matchups that the Bengals had, look, no disrespect to the Raiders and the Titans offense. You didn't have an alpha like Pat Mahomes on the other side that can match you and put up a 40 spot. So that's where that's where I'm seeing this game play out. Yeah, because if you you go to the Tennessee game, if if your boy isn't Tannehill and isn't throwing all those picks, you know, it's... <laughs> That's a big deal. That changes everything. So, all right, man. Let's get into game number two. The only other game. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the NFC Championship game. 49ers are the underdog in this situation. Three and a half. Plus three and a half at the Rams. Uh, I mean, everyone is split on this game. You know, 50, 50% of the tickets uh, and 55% of the money are coming in on the home team, the Rams. Uh, this game is going to be split in the stadium, I'm pretty sure, uh, in terms of the, the people there. And so, yeah, there's something interesting about this. Obviously, the the 49ers, they swept the Rams during the regular season. Um, again, with Kyle Shanahan dominating his assistants. Uh, he you know, takes out LaFleur. And now coming back to McVay and... Uh, Raheem, all those guys. But there's something about um for the Rams, like to to get the to get the win that they had. Um the pressure's still on Rams, by the way, because oh, they yeah. what because of what they what they did. You you can't you you they went all they went all in. All in. I first of all, I still can't believe in the same season you acquire Stafford. Von Miller and OBJ <laughs> and in the same season. Like, like this is, this is Madden. This is Madden with the cap turned off. <laughs> like that's, yeah, yeah. What, that's what this and, and is. No, and no trade requests denied, right? Like you got to yeah. force the trade through. Yeah. This is ultimate team, bro. Like this is crazy uh, to, to do all that, but to, to be in this situation, I will say that this is kind of a, a, a sigh of relief for, Stafford. Now, I mentioned before about the the best players. What they they self study, they self scout themselves, and Stafford being the ultimate veteran. I'm pretty sure when the season ended, they were looking at him and McVay were watching film and looking at like, look, these are the throws we want to do. Like, sure, still be yourself, but. Like let's not get crazy, and that's mm. the, and that's the dangerous thing, um, for a quarterback with a big arm. You know they want to do certain things, make crazy throws, and think they can do this. And I remember watching the um, the Tampa game, and you know seeing him just kind of delay a little bit, or even sometimes taking a sack. You know, 
delay, delay, delay. Okay. And usually I can like see his clock in his head. I'm like, okay, this ball should be out and he's going to try to do something crazy. But now he's like, I'm just going to hold it. I'm not going to do anything crazy. Now, obviously, yes, if the, if the guy's open, if the play makes sense, he's still going to make unbelievable throws, but I'm not going to make risky throws. So he's been very, very, very careful and reserved. I think that has played huge um, into what the Rams are trying to do. Now, we were ex- we were like thrilled about the Cam Akers deal, and that man almost. <laughs> Let me talk about last time. He almost cost him that situation, um, and and all the things are are going right for them. Higby's making plays. Obviously, OBJ's not. He's not. He's not just making like great plays. He's making clutch plays. He's moving the chains. Uh, that's what OBJ is doing for them. He's being that that security blanket to move the chains, and then um, you know you're able to get big plays with Cooper Cup, which is still mind-boggling to me that he's still wide the hell open. Um, but then I look at, I just look at the, the the 49ers, man, and there's just, there's just something about them where they're just not worried about anything. And when you have a team with that type of energy where they're not worried about anything at all, um, and, and it's super dangerous. And they're feeling really good about this because they they have beaten them twice. And they beat them with legit, just physical style of play. Nothing finesse, straight physical. And again, it's going to come down to if these safeties, if these uh, if these defensive backs can come up and stop this run, stop Debo running, stop Elijah Mitchell running around, if they can shut down this running game and are able to let all the, you know, Von Miller and, you know, and Aaron Donald let them loose and create some kind of havoc for Jimmy G. I think that's that's going to be the difference because every time, man, they just, they're making those cities come down. And I mean, they're still missing Rapp and Fuller. Those dudes, those, I mean, you know, and, and now they have, you know, obviously Weddle is back, is back. Um, and they have a special teams guy who, who had a pick versus Brady. But from cover two, but hey, now he's going to challenge these guys and make them come up and stop the run. So I think that's going to be huge um, for this situation. So yeah, it's going to come down to that. Like who's who's going to be most physical? It's not going to be such a finesse thing. Now, if the game does open up to be a finesse game, then I think that's where it's in favor for the Rams. But uh, it's going to have to be one in the trenches and be a physical situation uh, for the Niners. I mean, yeah, this run that they've been on, they've they've really done that, right? Like you look at the the wins that they've had physical smash mouth football, that 1980 style, even when they were down right to the Rams, they're down 17, three at halftime and they're still out there. They're still running their same offense. And then they did the same thing against Dallas. They did the same thing against the Packers. And it was something that I was tweeting about how last week I wasn't on this side, but if I liked, if someone liked the Niners, I would have bet the Niners and the under, and that's what ended up happening. And the reason why, Will, is because the Niners aren't going to win a game that's going to be 34-30. Right. That's not their style. That's not what they want to do. So those are called correlated parlays in, in sports betting where, all right, you want to take the under and the underdog in this scenario like the Niners because if they want to run the ball, clock gets killed. They're not going to do anything too crazy. They're going to play a, a conservative approach. That's what you saw last week with the Packers. Right. And the craziest thing in this game is, you know, we talked about the Chiefs losing to the Bengals earlier in the year. 
Well, the Rams lost to the Niners not once, but twice, and also the last six times that they played. Right? Shanahan is seven and three against the spread against the Rams in his 10 career meetings. Jimmy G, 11 and three against the spread as a road underdog. And this one was the craziest one, Will, to me. In the history of the NFL, in which we saw a team beat another team twice in division, and then you play them a third time in the playoffs, that team that swept in the regular season is 14 and seven in the playoffs. So it's, it's hard to beat a team three times. But this trend says otherwise. And now you factor in the 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 teacher and the pupil, right? Like another one of right, his assistants right. and all that. And just having their number. I think I think both teams are happy with this matchup, though. Like despite they all are. that, I think both teams, if you're a Rams fan, you're like, all right, we're at home, NFC title game. It's a common opponent. Yeah, they've had our number, but we'll sign up to that instead of going into Lambeau where who For knows sure. what the weather's going to be like. And then the Niners are saying to themselves, yo, we own these dudes. Like, this is what we wanted too. I'm conflicted, man. This was my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year, but I'm very worried about this matchup, Will. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not. I think the Rams went out right. You know, it might, it might be the three and a half. It might come down to a field goal, and then um, Niners are going to have to drive. But I think as long as they stop the physical play, the Rams do in terms of the run game and they limit Debo, I think that's it. You know, if you take away Debo, I think Niners are going to struggle. So I think the Rams will win this outright. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're right because I'm nervous about this one. You know, it's, I'm nervous it, about the first game. I'm not so nervous about this one. I'm nervous about the first game. Ah, it's funny how, you know, the two different perspectives work out. Because here's I'm not what the nervous. Rams got going for them. The Rams have health going for them. Love it. That's what they have. They have health going for them. I don't know yeah. how the 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 Niners feel. They they had two physical games, and that's their style of play. It's physical. You know, there are some there were some situations when Trent was limping um, last game. Um, you know, Bosa he came back to, to play, and Fred. I'm still Fred Warner. I'm still he's still nursing his ankle. So. Um, Especially out there in that cold where you don't feel anything till afterwards. So we don't we don't know if everybody's a hundred percent. I know right now the Rams, they they everyone's healthy. Everyone is. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean you have a couple guys on the O line that are dealing with stuff, but for the most part, the weapons that they need, those guys are healthy. Yeah, it's it, it it's a matchup of health versus hottest, right? Like the Niners are the hottest team. That came into the playoffs. Say the team no one wanted to play. Then on the flip side, you got the Rams, who I expect Whitworth to be back too. He sat last week, and you know the guy that stepped in for him played pretty well too, especially with how good that pass rush is for the Bucks. Right. But it's a it's a classic. Like, do you want to be the healthiest team or the hottest team going into the playoffs? And I, I'll always side with the health. Like, I would rather have all my guys on deck as opposed to you know oh, this guy stepping in for him and. Before you know it, your your number three wide receiver is now your number one. So I'm um, I'm fascinated by this one. I'm actually excited that this is the late game. Yeah, and then too, I will add the first game Jalen did not match Debo, mm. and he caused problems. And then the problems in the second game was there was miscommunication, where Debo went off again. Weddle has been he's in better shape. He's playing more. Jalen Ramsey was happy as hell Weddle came back because Weddle, his his main thing is he's an ultimate communicator. 
And you need people back there to pee people in position. That's going to be huge. That's going to be a big deal. Like I said, they take away Debo with Jalen. They are physical in the run game. They take that away, and they turn it into an offensive passing situation. I like the Rams in this one. Hmm. My uh, my my thoughts and my vision is clouded by my preseason predictions. Uh, I would probably take the three and a half with the Niners. But I, I do think the Rams win this game, though. I think ultimately the Rams... Again, you know, there's three football games left, Will, and two of them are going to be in L.A. All right, the Super Bowl is going to be <laughs> in know, L.A. Right? too. So we went 54 years without having a Super Bowl representative in their home stadium. Now we might have back-to-back happening back with the Bucks back, playing right. in it. So I hope, I hope you're right. I'm not confident in this one. I think the Rams went out right, but I do think it's a field goal game, like you were saying, where they're driving at the end and then – you know, they got to make a stand or a field goal kind of wins it. That's what's up. All right. This show is brought to you by WinBet. We're deep into the playoffs now. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 2% wager matchup up to $1,500. Lamb, you see anything on the Wimba app you like this week? Yeah, this is just uh, some advice that I would give to people. If you're in the camp that the Bengals win this game, right? If you think the Bengals win this game, I wouldn't bet them to win this game, Will. I would rather bet them to win the Super Bowl at plus 750. And the reason why is... Right now, this week, they're plus 265. In the Super Bowl, regardless of what the matchup is going to be, I see them being a three-point underdog. So probably plus 150, plus 160-ish. You're getting way better value here at plus 750, betting the Bengals to win the whole thing from now, as opposed to the money you can make if you bet them to win against the Chiefs and then to win the Super Bowl. So that's sort of an approach that I like looking this late in the year. I took a stab on a team. It didn't pan out. It was the Titans two weeks ago, just because similar logic, right? You're the one seed. You're the third favorite to win your conference. Both games were going to be at home. So it doesn't always work out, but this is more of a a numbers and a value perspective that I'm looking at. Uh, Thanks, Lamb. For all details on the offers we mentioned earlier, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, term and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Before we finish up, let's jump into our final segment. We're doing a little something different here. Usually, we pick our underdogs of the week and our favorite picks of the week. But since there's only two games, so we really can't get too creative, we're going to do something a little different. So, Nick, like I said, he always has something cool and interesting. I'm going to bring you in here. Let us know what we're doing today. So, well, we're going to do something a little different, like you mentioned. And I think the cool thing that WinBet has up right now is anytime TD score. So who do you think, if you have to pick a favorite, right? Who do you think is going to score a touchdown this weekend? You give me Uh, players, I'll give you the odds. Well, I think think Cooper Cup is going to score for sure. Cooper Cup minus 154. That's a nice pick. <laughs> he has scored. 
He scored twice in the playoffs already. We know what he's done all season. He is minus 154 to score a touchdown at any point in the game, Will. Yes. <laughs> For me, staying with that game, I think your boy is going to show out. And your boy is Odell Beckham. I think Odell, the lights, everybody's going to be watching this. It's in L.A. He's had this sort of career resurgence again. Now it's Odell is back. He's plus 125. I think Odell hits the pay dirt, as they say, on Sunday. You know, I I I thought about that first, but I'm like, gosh, I, you know, Cooper Cup always scores. But I think because he had a buck 80 plus last week that, Eyes are gonna be on Cooper Cup. <laughs> like, don't don't let this man get wide open on us, please. But the hard thing is, like, you do that, well, then okay, you know that's the that's the luxury that Stafford has right now. Or McVeigh is like, okay, go ahead, take him away. Well, we still got this. Go ahead, take him away. We still got this. Cooper Cup's gonna run around. He's gonna draw attention, and that 15 yard dig by OBJ is gonna be wide open. And then also, you're gonna get the house route from OBJ this week. The 15 yard dig and up. Ooh. House route. You be ready for the house route. Oh, you cl- you said that when they played the Packers. You said it's the house call, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's going to. They run their house. It's going to the house. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, you know, just uh, stay staying with the theme of the Rams wide receivers, real quick, and just to jump in, uh, I think my favorite like borderline long shot underdog pick would be Van Jefferson too. Uh-huh. Same logic, right? Eyes are going to be on Cooper Cup. Odell starting to reemerge and Van Jefferson. He's a guy that we've seen time and time again, just catch those big 40, 50 yard bombs downfield. And he's plus 250 to score at any time in the game. Well, and for me, I think, I think Van Jefferson might have a, he, he might not Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Davis kind of game that, cause that's like an all time performance, but I want to be surprised if dude scores a touchdown or two in this one. Cause no one's going to have the attention on him like the other guys. So, Will, Van Jefferson for me, plus 250, kind of a underdog prop pick here. Do you, do you have anyone in mind that you think might might score a touchdown that is sort of off the radar, not your Travis Kelsey's and your Cooper Cups? Is there – you got any gems? Yeah, I think um, – I, I like that um, Van Jefferson, and, and I want to go to Cincinnati, and I think this could be a situation where Tyler Board can make some plays. Um you know, T. Higgins is known for he can go off. He had a thousand this year. Obviously, Jamar Chase, but I think Tyler Boyd he can be in a situation where he can he might end up having a favorable matchup uh, in this game. So I will look for him to get some action. I like that. Yeah, sort of, sort of the uh, forgotten son in this uh, trio, right? Your, right, because he, guy, he was the Boyd. guy when he got when he got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Boyd and then Van Jefferson for me, number number three wide receivers. I think that's interesting. I like the Tyler Boyd call there. All right. Let's quickly recap our picks. And so for me, I like the Bengals to cover uh, this game, but I like the Rams to win outright. Nick, who you got? I got the Chiefs covering and winning outright. And I got the Niners covering, but not winning. I got the Rams winning Niners cover. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will recap the games and see how our picks turned out. And hopefully, hopefully we get some exciting ones. You know, I mean, last week was so it's so hard to live up to that hype, but you just never know. These are the 
perfect team. So you can follow me at Will Blackman on all social media. Nick, where can they find you? Nick Day is 10 on all social media. And as always, don't forget to, forget to subscribe, those rating, review, and tell your friends. We will catch you next time. Peace out. Peace out.